0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today, I am here with my sweet new friend, Caroline, and she is gonna talk to us about being a state title holder in her experience at Miss America. So Caroline, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Caroline Parenti. I am from South Kingstown, Rhode Island, and I am currently Miss
1: Rhode Island 2023. I'm also currently a senior at Brown University in my last semester studying political science and English. I'm writing a thesis just talking about media or organizations and looking at them through an economic lens to describe polarization in the media. And this summer, I will be moving to New York to pursue a career in investment banking.
0: I love it. I love it. So talk about how you got started in pageantry.
1: Of course, I like to say the Miss America organization sort of found me rather than I found the organization. So when I was a junior in high school, I was approached by a photography teacher at my school who is also a headshot photographer for pageant systems. And he told me a little bit about the Miss America Opportunity because he knew that I was an avid theater kid. I participated in all the musicals, but I also did several activities after school that worked with community service. And I was very service-minded and trying to give back to my community as much as possible. So he told me about the organization. I Looked into it that night, and it turned out that my best friend from preschool was actually the current Miss Rhode Island's Outstanding Teen. So three weeks later, I competed in Miss Rhode Island's Outstanding Teen. I was crowned. I went to Miss America's Teen. And then COVID hit, so I held the title in a very interesting time. I held it for two years during COVID and tried to use social media as much as possible to you know get across the state while I still had this position, but things were very different. I wasn't doing any in-person appearances, And then I took two years off when I got to school to focus on Brown. And this was my first year competing again. I was crowned Miss Rhode Island in 2023. And here we are. I just returned from Miss America.
0: I love it. I love it. You mentioned it earlier, but you said, you know, you did musical theater and that is, I'm assuming, where you got your talent of singing from. So talk about your talent and then talk about, too, you know, how you go about selecting a piece to perform at both state and nationals.
1: Absolutely. So when I was a teen, I was still doing theater very avidly in high school. So I chose musical theater songs to perform on stage. For state, I sang Watch What Happens from Newsies, which is my favorite musical. I actually then had the honor of playing Catherine in Newsies the following year, my senior year of high school, which is just a crazy full circle moment. It was incredible. And then when I went to Miss America's Teen, I sang All Falls Down from Chaplin, which definitely... I think looking back, I would change because that song is really, really big. I think it was too big for me. I was being a little ambitious there, but it was a lot of fun. It was great to step into a character that was so unlike me. But when I decided to compete for Miss Rhode Island, I wanted to choose something that was very like me because, you know, you you only get a certain amount of minutes in front of the judges. You want to give them a snapshot of who you are. You want to show them authenticity. So I wanted to choose a song that I thought represented me. I think it's so important in the talent portion to convey a message you know this is your time to say something you want to say and so I chose the song imagine it couldn't be a better time for a universal symbol of peace and I think this song is definitely recognized as a universal symbol of peace and I realized that I feel so much more comfortable when I'm sort of playing myself on stage and conveying a message that's really important to me because it's almost like it's larger than my own fears you know It's more important than just me performing this 90 seconds. It's me saying something and contributing to the world in some way. So I chose to sing Imagine for Miss Rhode Island, and then I decided to kind of vamp it up a bit and bring it to the Miss America stage.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, we talked about talent just now, but what is your favorite phase of competition? And then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite. My favorite is actually stage question. I know that's a bit of a hot take. I love
1: onstage question. I love public speaking. I love thinking on my feet. And I think it's kind of fun to just get a challenge that you can't really practice for. As much as you can practice answering questions, you never know what they're going to ask you. So I find it sort of a rush to just, you know, have to think on your feet and quickly make up your mind about something.
0: Yeah. I love that. And a lot of times, you know, something that you're asked about is your platform or your CSI. So tell us what your CSI is and then talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing with it and what your plans are for the future.
1: My CSI is entitled Invest Her, and it ignites the power of the female entrepreneur. So essentially, last winter, I received a job in investment banking, and I counted eight times in the following three weeks that I you know, announced that I had this job, posted it on my LinkedIn. I counted eight times I was told it was the perfect place to meet my husband which is just such a stark reminder that the glass ceiling is definitely in place. And looking back on it, while I was completing my internship this summer, I realized that I didn't have the resources everyone else had going into investment banking. You know, we give lots of resources to young men as they grow up about pursuing business, being in the C-suites of companies, maybe starting their own company, but we don't have the same conversation with women. And so I wanted to go back to high schools across Rhode Island and talk to the young girls about entrepreneurship and what it means to work on either the venture or investment sides of entrepreneurship, because these are careers that I didn't think about until I got to school, until I had access to a network in which women were starting their own companies. And so I wanted to give them the resources earlier. So maybe their path could be a little bit clearer. Uh, so I go and talk to girls about, you know, venture prizes. If they have a company in mind already, I talk to them about scholarships, for women in business, but mostly I just talk about what it means to be a woman in business. And I show them the confidence they need to pursue this because there's actually a lot of research that proves that women make better investment decisions and they also make better CEOs uh, due to the fact that we're multi-divergent, we're more empathetic, we're more vulnerable. All these qualities lead to higher success than CEOs. So once I share that information with them, I think it gives them a lot of confidence to pursue this. Actually, after I gave my first talk at a high school, I'll never forget one young girl came up to me and told me that she switched her major on her phone while I was talking. So. It just makes me feel great to know that I'm making the path a little bit clearer for those who come after me, because I had a lot of catching up to do when I first decided that I wanted to pursue the investment side of entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's such a unique CSI too. Like you don't hear about that often. So I love that that's the one that you chose. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's very special to me. It's also great that, you know, once I graduate, I'll be moving to New
1: York City and pursuing investment banking. I sort of get to, you know, step back into it for a couple of years, get that experience And then, you know, see where my platform can take me once I have a little bit more experience, once my network's expanded a bit.
0: Yeah, I love that. So you won on the first try both times. So talk about both times why you think the judges selected you to represent the state.
1: I think gratitude plays a really important role. If I can give one piece of advice to anyone competing, it's the fact that you want to show the judges how grateful you are to have gotten that far and to have had the opportunity to represent something larger than yourself, because that's what it means to be a title holder. You're getting the opportunity to speak for the place that you're coming from, whether it's, you know, a local title or a state title. So showing them that you're grateful for the opportunity to even represent the place that you're representing is so important. They're going to see that. They're going to see it come through as, you know, authenticity. They're going to see it come through as humility. So, you know, have a smile on your face and enjoy the competition because they're watching you they can see how happy you are to be up on that stage and I don't know about you but I'm drawn to someone that's radiating happiness as opposed to either nerves or just concentrating on the competition solely so I, I'd say gratitude I think has taken me a long way
0: I love that I love that and talk about you know the prep that went into you know both Miss America's teen and then now Miss America how is it different was there anything that was shocking this time around um just kind of talk about what you focused on both times
1: When I was crowned Miss Rhode Island's Teen, it was the end of May, and the competition was the first week of August. So there was a really quick turnaround. I only had uh, a couple months to, you know, quickly get ready for this competition. I had no idea what I was doing because this was my first pageant. And so I think I was very frazzled and just trying to, you know, get the wardrobe together, get the numbers down and everything that I didn't really take time to think about my intentions going in. I don't think I had a clear brand or a clear sense of who I was. And so I did things very differently this time because the competition was in January. I had a couple of months to really sit down and think about what I want to bring to the stage and who I want to be and how I want to represent my state. And so one tactic that I found very helpful was compartmentalizing each phase of competition. So, you know, some days I focused solely on talent and I really dove in and figured out what it meant to me, what the message was. Uh, You know, other days I was focused more on the fitness part and I would step into the gym uh, and learn to just really promote the Miss America Fit initiative. And I'd say interview is something that I, you know, trained for most extensively because you can never prepare for what questions they're going to ask you, but what you can prepare for is knowing yourself and what messages you want to spread and what's important to you. So I was fortunate enough to work with many professionals professors at Brown University, constantly doing you know mock interviews about politics, about current events, about feminist trends, and just getting to know myself and what I thought of all of these things. And so it was great to kind of see this sort of village rally around me um, and help to prepare me in the best way possible. And I think spreading everything out and having intentional time for each phase of competition helped me stay focused, helped me stay organized, and helped me go in with a clear sense of the messaging I wanted to bring to the Miss America stage.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we talked about your prep, but what during the week of Miss America was the most surprising thing to you? It could be like the food. It could be like something super minuscule. But just <laughs> overall, what was most shocking?
1: Everyone says when you go to Miss America, you're going to meet girls that are going to be, you know, a part of your life for the rest of your life. They could be your bridesmaids or something, but I think we never actually understand how that works. You know, going in, I expected, oh, I'm going to make great friends. I'm going to have people to hang out with the entire week. But once I actually got there, I realized how much of a bonding experience it is. And I'm fortunate enough to have had the opportunity to go to Miss America's Teen. And I've stayed so close with those girls. I just always sort of thought it was, I got a lucky year. You know, these girls are all fantastic and we really hit it off and I have great friends. And I actually, I still talk to two of them almost every single day. Uh, they will be my bridesmaids. So I don't know, going back to Miss America this year, I kind of felt like, you know, that was lucky, but like, I can't expect to just instantly have that sense of sisterhood. And I was definitely wrong. i walked in there and I just immediately bonded with these girls. They're incredible. We've talked every day since Miss America. They're always going to be in my life because it is such a unique experience. Uh, you know, very few people have, have gone to Miss America and understand what that experience is like, because you are constantly busy, you know, you're constantly on and everything, but you're with this group of women that are going through the exact same thing. And so it really brings you together. You really just learn to love each other in these weeks and, and rest on each other because, you know, it is a really intense week as much as it is is so fun. You also need to take care of yourself. And what I've learned is that these girls take care of each other. It's such a good feeling. It was really, I think the best week of my life. And so As much as I expected sisterhood, I think the sisterhood was so much stronger than I ever could have prepared for.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so then talk about your favorite part about Miss America Week.
1: The friendships were incredible. So honestly, I'd say the downtime was some of my favorite time. You'd expect, you know, sitting backstage waiting to rehearse an opening number or something wouldn't necessarily be the most exciting time at Miss America, But we turned it into some of the most fun moments. I mean, we were keeled over laughing at all times. We had crazy inside jokes. Sometimes we thought we were kind of going a little delirious just because, you know, like sleep deprivation, feeling so glam all week and everything um, that some of those downtime moments were my absolute favorite. It was the time that we could just kind of like be silly, relax, unwind, not focus on the competition and just focus on each other and getting to know this group of girls. So as funny as it is, looking back, some of my favorite memories are just, you know, chilling backstage with the girls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, final question. If you could give one piece of advice to a girl competing at Miss America next year, what would it be?
1: I would say that it truly takes a village to go to Miss America. I am so fortunate to have such a supportive team behind me. And a lot of that support team came from a place I wasn't necessarily expecting it. So as I mentioned, a lot of my professors did mock interviews with me. You never know who is going to have some monumental piece of advice that's going to come in and change your mindset heading into the competition. We actually had a mindset coach come talk to us the day of finals. And I didn't realize how much I needed her to tell me that you know we had already won and i could just go into this competition so grateful for the opportunity to just be there um and i think after her words i was just sort of beaming through the rest of the competition so you never know who's going to give you that piece of advice that's just going to really shape your experience in such a good way so i'd say as you go through life, you can almost sort of network with the people around you because everyone has something to contribute to this experience and no one does it alone. You know, you truly do need your support system heading into this competition. So, you know, rally your village together and just take every piece of advice you can from the people around you.
0: Yeah. I think mindfulness is a lot of times understated in prep. So I love that Miss America brought in somebody to talk about that with you guys. Absolutely. That was amazing. Yeah, I have to say they took such good care of
1: us all week. They made this experience so magical. It was so much more than I ever could have anticipated.
0: Oh, that's so good to hear. That's awesome. That's how it should be. That's great. Absolutely. It was amazing.
1: It was absolutely amazing. I'm going to hold on to these memories forever.
0: I bet. I bet. Well, thank you so much, Caroline, for coming on and chatting with us about your year and, uh, you know, your experience at Miss America and during that week and um, just so that we were rooting for you back home in Mississippi and in Texas. And um, you killed it all of finals night and in prelim. So um, so thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me. Of course. Of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all.